From the PSIA ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair and fun show for you today. We have both the incoming chair and the outgoing chair, Ed Younglove and Eliza Kuntz. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, George. So glad to be here, George. Thanks. Yeah, Ed, it's it's very hard to say outgoing chair, except that I, that really fits your personality. What was it that made you decide it was time to step down, Ed? Well, actually, George, under our uh, under our bylaws, the chair can only serve three two-year terms. So I am done. And is it time for you to be done? Do you feel ready to step down? It, you know, it is. Six years is a, is a long time, and I really thoroughly enjoyed it, but it was certainly time for... For me to move on, and more importantly, I think, for the organization. I mean, it's always good to you know, get some new people in there, and Eliza's going to do a great job, so I'm really excited about that. And Eliza, I have heard nothing but good about you. What was it that made you decide to um, run for the position? Oh, well, that's easy, uh, George. That would uh, It would be Ed that made me decide. <laughs> <laughs> done a, a really um, thorough job in his tenure as chair to really set us up for a positive succession plan and he um, pulled me aside quite a while ago and and put that bug in my ear and um, at, at first I reluctantly said I'd give it some thought and and be willing to work with him to to see if we get to this point in the last probably year and a half or so Ed Ed and the entire board and staff have done a a really great job to you know just help train me almost and just just uh, introduce me to what's going on and and what it takes to be the chair and so um thanks to Ed's efforts there um I feel feel ready to to come on board and and can't thank Ed and, and everyone enough for the support And Ed, that really leads into my next question. And please just take the compliment. I mean, someone such as yourself who has done such a phenomenal job in the position, it can be really intimidating to come in uh, and follow someone like you. So what did go into uh, talking to Eliza? What were some qualities you saw in her that made you uh, think that she would be excellent in the position? Well, you know, well, Georgia, honestly, I mean, and that was so kind of Eliza, but you know, it's been in my mind since since I talked to her about becoming the vice chair, you know, almost six years ago. Um, you know, Eliza has such great qualities in terms of, of really what the board, I think, and the organization really needs in terms of building that, you know, kind of community around the table at the board, building relationships, building trust. Um, those are, you know, those are some of the great qualities that I think Eliza is really going to bring that, that made me want her to be the chair of this organization. So, Eliza, you're feeling prepped. Uh, any nerves about stepping in? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a new position, and anything new um, is a little bit unknown. Um, but as I said, I really think Ed and the, and the board um, and, and Nick and the staff have done such a great job to help include me and answer questions and and be very open uh and and honest to what 
what this entails to be the chair that um boy yeah I, I have some nerves you bet i mean it's 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 a big job in my mind to to, to not only fill Ed's shoes and, and, and all of the, the past chairs before him, but, um, yeah, it's there, there's over 30,000 people, um, looking at us and to, to what decisions we make as a board. And, um, yeah, it's, there, there are definitely some nerves, but, um, there, the board most likely is as strong now as it has been in, in my tenure and even Ed's tenure um, on the board. And we just have a, a fabulous support crew and 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 board members that are, are ready to step up and do their jobs as well. And, and it certainly isn't on one person. And, and Ed mentioned the, the teamwork and the and the team building. And um, we have a very cohesive board and, and, a, and a bunch of strong leaders. And uh, I, I think because of that, then I can feel confident moving forward on the first of July. And Eliza, I don't want to pick on you, but I have to ask, uh, did COVID throw a wrench in this? Or, I mean, is that upsetting any plans or anything? How, how are you handling that? You know, it, you know, it, it's, it's been set up so that, that, you know, after six years that there's not an end, uh, you know, an end to Ed's term, or there's a, a quote unquote new board coming in and out with the old and that sort of thing. And, and, and Ed has done a really great job to to set us into motion where we're in a pretty good place to handle what's thrown at us. And this this COVID um, situation is a perfect example of that. And 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 we just have to to run with it and go with it. And fortunately for us, we've just had a a national board meeting, uh, virtual board meeting, a couple of weeks ago, kind of in the in the heat of all of this, and working with Nick and the staff. Um, have been able to um, address things as, as they've come forward. But, George, I will say, though, that's one of the, you know, people ask, oh, you know, what defined Ed's term and what will define mine? And starting off with a bang um, with with this going on and, and everything that's going on, quite frankly, in the nation right now, um, you know, puts a, puts a different spin on things. It's certainly not business as usual in anything, but I would hope that it wouldn't have been anyway. Um, and then we're we're set to move forward and do our best with with what comes at us. I'd like to step back a little bit, ask you both the the same question, Ed. Let's start with you. But what was it about PSIA ASI that that made you want to join uh, at the beginning, the first time? Well, you know, it probably was the the people in the ski school that I went that I went to work for that really encouraged me to get involved with PSIA and AASI. Um, I, I really, I really loved learning more about skiing. I, I soon found that there was a lot more to skiing than I had ever understood just, uh, you know, in terms of technical information and then, and the, and the teaching aspects of it. Um, you know, I just really, really enjoyed, uh, learning more about, about the sport. And are you a lifetime Northwesterner? You know, that's a really hard question for a military brat to answer. Oh, George. there you go. How about your born? ski career? <laughs> <laughs> um, for the most part, yeah. I mean, I, I, I spent my high school years in Hawaii, but I, I, my formative skiing years really were on Kodiak Island in Alaska, in a small military tree uh, rope tow. 
resort, I guess if you want to call it that. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, my, my skiing years have been mostly in the Northwest. So what do you feel? The Northwest is very unique. I'm uh, still a member there. And uh, what do you feel you brought from the Northwest or that it taught you uh, that helped you out when you were the chair of PSA? Well, I think it's probably, I, I'm, I'm just sure because of the travels that I've done while I have been chair that it's true for, I think, all of the regions in the organization, all of the divisions. I mean, they really they really foster a sense of, of community, of association amongst the members. Uh, you know, I, moving from the division to the national organization was just was getting involved with a bigger group. Um, but they all have that kind of close feeling of, of community, of, of belonging to something bigger than yourselves. And I, I, I think that I'm sure that's true in, in all parts of the organization. Eliza, same question. What was it that made you decide to join PSA? You know, Ed mentioned the education, and that, that rings very true um, to, to my story. I had actually taught when I was in high school for a couple of years and and and, and wasn't um, PSA wasn't on my radar but then when I went on to college in upstate New York I was actually studying education I studied to be a physical education teacher and and I also studied outdoor recreation and and had liked teaching skiing in high school so I, I looked for the nearest place in upstate New York to, to maybe try to teach and and found that um, and entered into a school that um, had PSA roots with uh, Terry Barber, who was there at the time, um, and was introduced to education from a from a skiing standpoint. And I thought, you know, that that just fell right in line with what I was actually studying in college and what I wanted to do for my career was to be in education. And so I started to see those similarities between um teaching skiing or, or teaching something within a gym or out on a soccer field and and then what wrapped it all together was the word professional right uh, right in there for professional instructors and and to me that 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 just made sense to to pair my my education in college up with what I was doing uh, with my part-time job and had the support uh or not necessarily support it was just what you did we didn't think much much of it and we um, all at the time, um, under Terry's guidance, um, were certified. And so um, it, the rest is history, as they say, from there. And how do you feel PSIA helps instructors succeed, Eliza? Oh, how much time do we have, George? <laughs> this was supposed to be a quick conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Of, of like-minded people and that community that we like to talk about so much and that support can sometimes be very overwhelming for folks um, at first but others um, thrive on it but just to know that that support is there and it's a support system for uh, for for many people and in, in many ways you know I think uh, for a lot it is that it is the the education um, 
base of it all and to be able to as an as a either a new instructor or someone that's maybe just new to the organization to be able to have all of the wonderful resources that are available uh, to the members you know right down to it just you know all of the skills, I think that was one of Sue's questions about the, the skills and lifelong skills that you learn. And, and I tied my education background in with PSA, and that mirrored really well. But, um, you know, Ed's a lawyer. He can tell you that those skills transfer to his job as well. And, and I think that that's, um, you know, it helps it helps everybody in their either uh, former jobs or a lot of us have uh, teach part time and and have other jobs and and it helps with that too. So, um, boy, like I said, there's a, a myriad of reasons why PSA can can be helpful. Oh, that's a show in itself, absolutely. <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> Ed, how about you? With what are some memories you have uh, during your time as chair that really stick out to you? Well, I think a lot. Uh, you know, some of the memories that are more memorable than others, I guess, I would certainly have to be being able to attend the, the two inner skis that I attended, the one in Ushuaia, Argentina, and then the last one in Pomporovo, Bulgaria. I mean, getting introduced to the different, you know, countries' approaches toward snow sports, getting to spend time with the national team, you know, has to be, has to be a highlight of, of my time as chair. And, and then I guess also, you know, sort of along the same line would be my opportunities to interact with, you know, members across the country by attending different events within their division and at National Academy. I think those interactions are probably the highlights for me. I know I had a lot of fun skiing with you at National Academy. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. It really was. Now, let's talk about the vision statement. I love PSIASI's vision statement, creating lifelong adventures through education. Uh, do you see that as uh, even more applicable these days, Ed and Eliza? I'd love to just hear comments from both of you on this. Well, I, 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 think, it, I think it is. Uh, I, I mean, more applicable. I mean, I don't know that our, you know, we're still focused on education and the uh, experiences that it helps us helps us gain the adventures we get to go through as part of that education process. I mean, I just I feel like that mission statement and it, the way that it was developed just says so much about our, our organization. It's it's it really is more than just snow sports. It's really about the lifelong experience and adventure you know that we maybe experience in the form of snow sports, but it's really the focus on those adventures. Eliza? Yeah, you know, to, to get to that, how, how true is that today? You know, I think it's a, it could, this can be a very simple vision statement, but it also can be seen as pretty complex. And I think it depends on, on how uh, the individuals in, interpret it. Um, you know, and I, and I hope with, with everything that's that's going on in the world today and, and and how the ski industry may or may not be affected as we're moving forward, that I I hope that our members and our and our non members even can see that that maybe this is a really good time for them to write their own story with us, with PSA ASI and 
and create their own adventures. And, and again, going back to the, to what this really means from an education standpoint, um, most, most people, um, have received education somewhere, somehow along the way of their life. And, and for them to be able to, to build that into their own story, I w- I was, I was raised by educators. And so, um, you know, that rings true for me. Um, and then as far as an adventure goes, you know, adventures can mean so many different things to different people and it and it could be the adventure that you have as a ski instructor or snow sports instructor along the way but but then to think about um you know it might be something like taking a a clinic at national academy or going to inner ski as you guys have done um or maybe it's just driving up the road to get to work every day whatever the adventure may be but i i really love that our vision statement allows that in you know that interpretation to be uh, individualistic. So, um, whether it's it's more rings more true today, um, it does to me personally, and I, and I you know I hope that it catches some people's attention moving forward in these times. And again, comments from both of you, please. And Ed, let's start with you. What do you see as the future for PSA? situation that we find ourselves in now. I mean, I think our future is really bright. Um, I think that the organization is laser focused on, you know, what we call the end, you know, the educational purposes of the organization, um, you know, helping, helping the members develop uh, professionally and also providing them with uh, this community of fellow professionals that, that enjoy the same passion. I mean, I think our future is has never really been brighter. I certainly hope that's true. Eliza? Yeah, that's. I I really agree. As far as I, you know, that I certainly don't see any any big hurdles that are that are thrown in front of us that that we certainly can't get over. Um, you know, a, a perfect example is is how we've rolled with the ski area closures and the stay-at-home orders and the travel bans. And PSA ASI didn't miss a beat and connected our membership through virtual online learning and classes and and social events and and meetings and divisional meetings and, and, um, you know, put out some videos and and really just just kept things going from an educational and community and social standpoint and um you know i think that 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 shows that that we're ready to react in a positive way to to what's thrown at us but um you know who knows what's what's down the road for us Uh, you know i think there's a lot of opportunity and i think there's some um wonderful support and, and people in the right place to to keep things new and fresh along the way yeah, George, I just wanted to comment. I think uh, Liza brings up a really good point. In our recent uh, board of directors meeting, which is a good example of that, in the middle of this pandemic, when we could have been focused on all of the roadblocks, uh, instead the board was really focused on wh- what kinds of hidden opportunities are we presented that we might not otherwise have realized, but for you know the things that are going on, and and you know, uh, I mean, some of the you know the e-learning opportunities and some other some other uh, opportunities that we maybe hadn't uh, hadn't spent time really thinking about. 
Uh, Eliza, anything you'd like to say to the membership? <laughs> Yo, we're here for you. You know, despite everything that's going on. And then, and I also think that I'd love for the membership to go out and say something to the non-members as well um, and try to um, share with the non-members, um, you know, some of the answers to their own questions that you're asking of, of Ed and I, George. And, and, you know, just don't give up on us, I guess. Like, it seems like that there's a lot of that going on out there today, but PSA Aussie is, is here for the members and um, hoping to make their educational experience worthwhile. Ed, anything you'd like to add? No, I just, I'd like to second what Eliza said. I, I totally agree with that. And I guess I, w I mean, at, at this time, point in time, I guess I would also like to thank the members for the opportunity to have served in this position. Uh, it's, it's been a really great experience. Ed Younglove, Eliza Kuntz, really enjoyed chatting with you, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, thanks, George. Thank you very much. Thank you, George. Thanks, Ed. From the Safer at Home Studios in Netherland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas for First Chair.